Come on. Hello, dear listener. Before we get into today's show, quick ask. If you find value in today's show or you've gotten value out of a previous show, please leave us a quick five-star review. Be super grateful. Thanks a lot. The strong, the powerful, Myoshia Boykin Anderson is here on Money Savage Create. Welcome, Myoshia. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited about being here. Yeah, excited to have you on. Myoshia is the founder and president of Antech Solutions, an organization providing custom application and development services. Uh, excited to have you on. Tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. All righty. Well, I am a native Houstonian. Um, right now, I live right outside of Houston, but I was born and raised in Houston. Very, very proud of that. I'm I'm biased, but I think Houston is the best place in America to live. <laughs> but I am um, I am married. I just celebrated an 11-year anniversary with my husband, Carlton. We have two amazing children, nice. um, a 28-year-old daughter and a 25-year-old son. Um, our son just moved from um, Houston to Georgia, to um, he just got accepted into the PhD program at UGA. Um, our daughter is um, a leader here um, on Team Antec, so she works alongside me every day, which is an amazing pleasure. Um, Antec Solutions, which is um, truly, I feel like my third baby. Um, <laughs> I um, I started the business in 2009. It um, I've been in the tech industry now for 25, 27 years. I've been in the tech industry for 27 years. I started my first business 22 years ago and um, doing the same thing, technology consulting. I ran that business from 1998 until 2007, where I kind of took a step back took all of the lessons learned that I had gathered or garnered over the years. And I launched Antech Solutions in January, 2009. And it's been an amazing journey to grow this business and to see it continue to scale and grow, um, providing those technical solutions for entrepreneurs and small businesses that, um, that are really spending too much time doing the the date performing the day-to-day tasks that they do right and we develop technical solutions whether they are custom websites or custom mobile apps or custom solutions that allow them to automate their processes that allows them to see their data clearly and to be able to take action on that data so we really like to say that we allow entrepreneurs and small businesses to buy back their time through leveraging technology yeah, I certainly appreciate that. I know that entrepreneurs certainly have enough on their plates as it is, just trying to keep all the plates spinning. Um, if I could use two different plate metaphors in one sentence, that that's not necessarily <laughs> easy to do. But if you're able to... But, but you to, did it yeah, well. Right. Yeah, thanks. If I'm able to, to help them free up time to focus on, 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 on continuing to grow their business, and that's an extremely valuable thing. So I, I appreciate that. 
Now, how, how did you come to entrepreneurship? Was that a natural thing? It was not natural at all, actually. Um, it was very involuntary. <laughs> so in, in February of 1998, I was um, a single parent with a young daughter. I was working on a job that I thought was my, my it job, right? Like I had arrived. Hmm. And one day in February, my boss came in and she said, we're closing the office. And it hit me like a ton of bricks. I was a young mother, um, a young single mother. I did not have a savings account. I was living paycheck to paycheck. And that paycheck was about to stop. And I realized that day and truly determined that day that nobody would be able to put me in that position again. So that's where the actual entrepreneurial bug was planted, right? It didn't happen initially. It took nine months hmm. of me of me really strategizing what I did that day, that day that devastated me. Um, so I thought what I realized that day is not only was I about to be out of a job, but all of the clients that I serviced in my job were about to be out of a service provider. Hmm. So I saw that as an opportunity. So I um, printed a list of those clients and my first order of business, of course, was to go find another job so that right. I can, you know, it, it was amazing how the apartment people wanted their money every month and the car <laughs> people wanted their money every month. <laughs> so so I went and found a job, but what I did was I started calling all of those people and, um, and I had a script. Hey, it's my Oshia. I know that, you know, um, the office was closed. So you guys are out of a service provider right now. Do you have any projects that you need help with? And there were 63 of the, of, there were 63 names on the list and I called all 63 and all 63 of them told me no, huh. <laughs> but my response was, do you mind if I give you a call back next month? Some of them agreed, some of them didn't. But I made those same calls, George, every month from February until November. And every month I got the same nose. Each and every one of those months I got the same nose. I even got folks that declined my offer to call them next month. So sure. the list was, was constantly um, dwindling, if you will. But in November, I was making my phone calls. I actually picked, I would always make my phone calls on a Friday. So this particular Friday, it was actually Friday the 13th, November the 13th. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and I know, right? <laughs> so I'm making, <laughs> I'm making my phone calls to now a list of 16. And I got halfway through the list and the response on the other end was, as a matter of fact, you know, because my question was, well, do you have any projects that you need help on? And she said, as a matter of fact, and on those five words, that's how <laughs> my business was started, literally. Nice. You're like, wait, really? <laughs> yeah, right, right. I was like, oh, okay. And and it was so funny, George, because after I, I hung up the phone with her, I didn't even make the rest of the phone calls on the list. Right. I, I got off the phone with her. I actually took my lunch break. I went and told my boss I was taking a lunch break. And I went downtown. I paid $10 for a DBA, a business license, because that was all you needed back then. But I paid $10 for a business name. I actually had to 
think about what my business name was going to be as <laughs> I drove downtown. Wow. Like I didn't know. And I did that and I started my business that day and it's been it's been literally a journey for the past 22 years. It's been a journey and it's been an amazing one. I wouldn't change it for the world even with the 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 high highs and the very very low lows. I would not change it for anything. What a story. I think that that's incredible. Well, sir, sir, certainly congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> so, so, so much, I think great and, and, and important stuff there that I, 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 I want to talk about. So you're, you're in a position where you had what you thought was your dream job. And then in one instant, it's, it's the, the, the rugs pulled out from underneath you was, and, and, and you, you, you said that at that moment, you said, this is never going to happen to me again. And then you went, started, started taking the steps to actually become an entrepreneur. And, and, and you did, did, did your mindset really shift a lot from where it was in your dream job to over that next nine months of you going and getting that DBA? Oh, definitely. It, it was definitely a mindset shift and it, it required the mindset shift was absolutely necessary. It was a prerequisite. And I'll tell you, at the time, being in that moment, I didn't realize it as much. So I grew up in the inner cities of Houston, you know, in an area called Third Ward, um, grew up poor. Um, you know, my, my mother was on drugs when I was growing up and just all of this stuff, right? I had all of these challenges um, that were that I faced day in and day out. So one, it took a mindset shift for me to even realize that I wanted a life for my family, for my children that I did not have. So that was the first mindset shift was to be able to think bigger than what you saw in front of you. So that was the first thing. And then secondly, you know, I really had to develop a mindset of always seeing the opportunity in situations. Like I, I literally took what was a devastating moment of me losing my job. And now mind you, I allowed myself to feel all of those emotions. When she first told me, when she first gave me that news, I had to excuse myself from the room and go to the ladies room. And sure. I literally, cried like I bawled to where I had to put cold water on my face to get myself back together to go back in um, into the room so so I allowed myself to feel all of those emotions but I knew I had to elevate my mindset bigger than that and I've gotten a lot of coaching through the years to help me with that but I think that is that is so important is to make sure that you have an elevated mindset that would allow you to rise above whatever situation you encounter. And I, I just couldn't agree with you anymore. That's such an extremely important thing. Um, to your point, you said that you needed to start thinking bigger than 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 what you actually saw with your own eyes from how you were from the environment that you were raised in. Um. And that's just, that's such a hard thing because unless you, I, I, I just don't think that we innately know that as, as human beings, right? We just get, 
I, I don't want to use the term stuck, but but we sort of get stuck in these cycles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that that are so that are so easy for us because because our our because our parents did it, their parents did it. Right. Their you know our our aunts and uncles do it, and our you know everybody that we see around us. Um, I didn't have any role models. So it was interesting. It was interesting. There was one teacher that I had who, who actually allowed me to, to see, um, to see something different. Right. And, and I, I think about that now. And, and again, I say in the moment, you don't really realize it, but I knew, I knew that I just, that this could not be the end of my story, right. That this just, this just could not be the story that will play out the one that will, will, you know, turn into, you know, scene two and scene three. And then the, I knew that I did not want that to be my story. So I did whatever I could. I worked hard. I, you know, I did all of the things that I thought I needed to do to be able to um, ensure as much as was humanly possible to ensure that I didn't, follow those same paths that I was going to break the cycle as difficult as it was because I was truly trailblazing because everything I saw around me was exactly the same. Mm -hmm. So, so I was truly trailblazing and I didn't even realize that I was trailblazing. (laughs) Like I, I didn't realize it at the time, but I just knew when I, when I had my, my daughter, you know, very young and very early, I looked at her and knew that it had to be different. Yeah, I certainly appreciate that. So the value of a role model, seeing somebody that is doing what you want to be doing or just something different than than, than, than what it is you see and you having your daughter and looking at her and you wanting things to be different for her, uh, do you view that as as, as a responsibility that, that you now have to give to other people? Oh, yes, definitely. It is, it is truly my passion work. My passion work um, in, in my personal life and in my business as well is to ensure that others see what is possible when they look at me, that I am a depiction of what is possible, no matter what happened yesterday. And our yesterdays can be, you know, five days, five weeks, five months, five years, right? No matter what happened in our yesterdays, we can, determine today how our tomorrow will look like i i just truly truly believe that so from a personal level i am continuing to give back i am um a speaker in the community and and for any organization that you know that calls upon me to um to speak to their audience i consider it not only my responsibility but my privilege as well in my business I want to make sure that I help entrepreneurs realize their goals and to get to a level of success. I want them to be able to see that because I've been able to grow my small business to a multi seven figure business. Now we are generating multiple million dollars a year in revenue and, and not, and not that that is an, and um, you know, th- this overly amazing thing, but, but it allows people to see what is possible. 
And, and, and I believe that that is so, so very important. I'm actually about to launch, um, you know, just a business mentoring program just so that, because I want, I want so much for entrepreneurs to see that, that they can achieve their goals. Now it's not without work. And, you know, and I, I want people to understand that, that you cannot skip the work, but if you are willing to put in the work, then there are great possibilities and great opportunities out there for us. Um, but it, it's going to take an elevated mindset. It's going to take putting in the work. It's going to take, you know, belief in yourself. It's going to take, you know, strategic thinking. It's going to take, you know, thinking out of the box and all of that. But it's definitely possible. Amen. I love it. So, you have this incredible story and this incredible mindset and, and this incredible company that, that you built and you're working to inspire others in the community where wherever you can. Certainly, you now have the opportunity and I imagine somewhat of a challenge to work with family, to work with your daughter. How do you have, is, 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 is there secret sauce in helping her to have the right mindset and, and I may, I guess just help it to inspire other employees as well. Yeah. And, and it's also to, to make sure that they realize, and I have several of my family members um, in my business now so, and, and some that have come and gone cause they just didn't make it. And, sure. and I'm, and, and I did fire them. Like literally mm-hmm. I fired them um, because what, what I'm trying to teach them is that, you know, we can, we can be, mother, daughter, we can be brother, sister, we can be father, daughter <laughs> at the, at the end of the day. But right now I I'm, you know, I'm really teaching them the importance of the business itself and the importance of making sure that when you report to work and when you report for work, that you are serious about taking care of business, that all of the familial you know, stuff can come afterwards, right? At the dinner table or whatever. But when we are in business hours, we are truly performing just that business. So every tool that we use in our organization is is big. Like I, I do everything um, as if I were a large organization. I tell my staff all the time that we are corporate America, right? So so from the way from the way we communicate to each other, from the tools that we use for the um, processes that we implement and all of that, just teaching them the importance of showing up as your best self every day, every day and and me being able to model that in front of them. I love it. Well, Myoshia, Savage Nation is ready for your difference making tip. What do you have for them? All right. I actually have three. George, nice. If I nice. May. Um, I actually have three. And, and I'll tell you all three of these tips, guys, as you guys are listening out there, Savage Nation, um, I truly believe that these tips are truly savage because it's what it's going to take to get you on the other side of your money, to get you on the other side of your business, to get you on the other side of life. So one, I've already mentioned, always look for the opportunity in a situation. If you're always looking for the opportunity, then you're 
always, your mindset is always elevated, right? So that's the first thing. Always look for the opportunity because trust me, even in those devastating moments, allow yourself to feel what you're going to feel, but immediately pick yourself up and say, okay, what is the opportunity for me here? So that's the first thing. Number two is definitely persistence, right? We are all going to be served some no's. And some of us will be served some no's more than others, right? But do not let those no's throw you into a rut where you're balling up in a fetal position in a corner, right? Take those no's and flip them to a not now. Because that's literally, in my life, that's how I look at a no. A no just means not now. Because if I'm truly passionate about what I'm doing and I'm truly convicted about what I'm talking to you and offering you, then I know that that no is going to turn around eventually, right? So then number three, number three is just resilience. If anybody can speak to you about resilience, trust me, it's me, right? I, you know, I, I believe that we can all do it and we all Every one of us listening today, we all are already equipped with what we need, right? We're already equipped with what we need. So just, you know, that resilience to rise above. So those are my, those are my three tips. And, um, and, and I would also say just from a business perspective, leverage, leverage technology, because in order for you to grow and scale as an entrepreneur, or even a small business or even, you know, corporations and stuff, because I serve that clientele as well. Know that leveraging technology is what's going to set you apart from everyone else that's working in the space that you're working in, right? So those are my tips for our Money Savage guests out there today, George. I love it. That is great stuff that definitely gets, come on, come on. Got to look for the opportunities in bad situations and good. Got to be persistent. You need to be resilient. And we got to leverage technology. I love it. Mayoshia, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you and how can people engage with Antech? Yes. So our website is antechllc.com. So that's A-N-D-T-E-C-H-L-L-C.com. I also just created this amazing private Facebook group. It is called Business Empowerment Through Technology. The acronyms are BET, B-E-T-T. And I often tell people, can we help you get from stuck to unstuck? You bet. So that's our Facebook group, Business Empowerment Through Technology. I would love to engage with everyone listening out there. Thanks so much for that, George. Oh, you bet. And Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Myoshia your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to andtechllc.com. Find the private Facebook group at Business Empowerment. My handwriting is so bad. What is the group again? <laughs> Business Empowerment Through Technology. It was the through that I couldn't read. Business Empowerment Through Technology. I will list all those in the notes of the show. Thanks again, Myoshia. Thanks a bunch, George. Have an amazing day. You as well. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. Spending too much time on social? Is your daily screen time over two hours? Are you a little bit overweight? 
not saving enough money, any or all of these are familiar. Strive could be for you. The Strive two-week online boot camp will help you to detox your mind, body, and money, getting you on your way to a happier, healthier, wealthier, and more confident life. Go to strivedetox.com, S-T-R-I-V-E-D-E-T-O-X.com, and get your mind, body, and money right.